We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Bezavia, and with me, as always, every Tuesday, fresh off the trade deadline, but he's still here with us. Luckily, he did not get dealt. It's Todd Zola. Todd, how are you today? You know, I'm relieved that I'm not answering what terrible closer is closing for what terrible team question. Yes, that's true. Who won the trade deadline? Go ahead. <laughs> who, who won it? I have no idea. Come on. Who, who won the trade deadline? Who won oh, it? You know what? I, don't, I don't usually do these sorts of questions, but you know who did? The Yankees did, I think. Why? Because Gray long-term? Uh, no, just because, well, they, I, don't care what the, I, mean, I don't care what teams gave up. I, just, I think they improved themselves the most. I think they, um, they put pressure on not just the Red Sox and the American League East, but the, the, the Astros as well. I think the Yankees, uh, you know, people, you know, they did what they're supposed to do. They built a great core for a number of years. They built up a nice farm system. And then you make the deals when you have to to put yourself over the top. And they did just that. So we'll see how it all works out, obviously. But um, I think the Yankees, um, I even see some of the fans. How, how can Brian Cashman do this after all these years of, of not giving away? This is why you did that. This is part of the plan. He did exactly like he's supposed to do. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, yeah. And last time I checked, some of these young kids are playing every day right now. I mean, <laughs> you know, last time I checked, Gary Sanchez is there and Judge is there. And, you know, it's, you know, uh, the prospects and stuff that they've moved, I don't think any of them were in the plans for the next two to three years. So, I mean, what, what are you worried about, guys? Yeah, Go out I'm there not. and be good. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on, Yankee fans. Just remember what it was like to, to want to win again. <laughs> Get back in there. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing just what every other team does at this point. But anyway, so All we right. need to make people win tonight. Not yes, let's do that. All right, so Max Scherzer, Chris Sale, here we are again. We had to make this choice, <laughs> I feel like, last time. Uh, Scherzer for $100 more. Or Chris Sale. So basically, you got you know Scherzer against the Miami Marlins in Miami. You got Sale at home. Uh, there is some 
forecasted rain we'll see as we get closer what that's going to look like we've got cleveland in boston so where do you go sailor scherzer go todd uh, i get scherzer just i mean the hundred dollars i get scherzer a few more points the hundred dollars is enough to sway me so you know gun to head scherzer yeah i agree with you i like the ballpark factor better there too plus the national league plus the opponent sign me up Make it work. All right, let's continue to go down there because Chris Archer's at 99, Lester's at 97, Carlos Carrasco 95. So Carrasco obviously going against sale. Now, how much is that going to suppress Carrasco's ownership tonight because it's sale and GPP? Do you think he's a non-factor? Well, no, again, I mean, it, that's what makes him a factor in GPP Okay, is uh, people will be off of him. So um, that's a tough one because that, that's t- the other thing about it is Red Sox, don't, they, don't, they may not score, but they don't strike out. So, I mean, I understand going against the grain, but you should, it should be because, well, it's got such great strikeout potential and low ownership because of sale. Going against the, that's just going against the grain to go against the grain. So I don't, I don't like Carlos Carrasco in that, in that respect. All right, well, let's, let's talk about this. Go back to cash game for a moment, though. You got Aaron Nola, who has been, I mean, brilliant. Is that, I think I'm going to use the word brilliant. Let's use brilliant. That's the I, word I'm going to choose. I, I would use the word brilliant. I mean, how many straight quality starts now? Were you up to seven somewhere around there? Eight? I, I've lost count. It's just it's out of control. And for ninety four hundred, he's got a matchup against the Angels. I'm curious tonight. Do you think you can make the case? I know normally we're always the two people saying, "Don't get cute." You got Scherzer, you got yeah. Sale, you got two top guys. But for the amount that you might be able to, you know, that extra two grand potentially that you have there with Aaron Nola fading down to him in cash games tonight. Do you think that's risky, or do you think this is opportunity? It's both. I mean, it's fine if you if you don't if you're if you're one that doesn't pay up for if you if you if you believe in looking for value. I hate that word, looking for value because value is past tense. Uh, if you if you like if you're looking for potential in your cash game, Nola. How about potential value? Let's put the two but together. I, I, seriously, you take the word value and you substitute potential. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's better. But anyway, yeah. The point being. Um, yeah, Nola's fine. It's 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 a fine swerve. Um, I, I actually, if you if you go by points per dollar or dollar per points, I forget which. Uh, it would be uh, dollar per point. They're actually the same in my in my uh, in my calculation, projection wise. They're both they're both the exact same number, so they're both the exact same value. All right, so Aaron Nola probably also will be highly owned in GPPs tonight because it's a high salary but not impossible with double digits. Yeah, but um, you're going to have some with, that, with the strikeouts with LA. They they, they just may not be there. Uh, I don't know, man. Aaron Nola seems to bring them with him. I, well, I hear he does, what you're saying. They don't offer. They don't offer. Well, you know, and uh, you know, so does some. You know, the other guys we've talked about. But uh, but yeah, he it, it might be there. It, it might be there. No, he's also got Ricky Nolasco, so you know maybe yep. you know maybe you give up a couple of strikeouts here, you take a win instead. Yeah, everybody well, goes home happy. Nolasco's not the complete gas can, and it's not like Philly's offense is that great either. And sure, they'll be adding a DH, but it doesn't help that much. No, Barrios underneath him in ninety two hundred. He's had a rough stretch here, even though it's yeah. against San Diego. Well, it's a hard play. It's a hard sell. No, he's had a rough stretch, but he's also had a rough set of opponents. So I think this could be a nice landing spot for him. All right, you think that's enough of a savings, though, with the price that you're willing to take that risk? Uh, that is a risk I'm taking just because there's strikeout in, this, in the Padres lineup. And yeah, as much as I love the strikeout in the Padre lineup, I don't know, man. Two last three starts, I'm just uh, – I mean, I get it. It's all or nothing there, but all or nothing at 9,200. I think I'd rather yeah. go down the board. Look at some of the opponents he's had. Now, he, he could, oh, yeah. could just be masked by he's getting further into the season, but he's had a rough set of opponents, too. 
All right, Carlos Martinez at 91 against Jimmy Nelson again at 88. Nelson at home, obviously, we know statistically good speaking, at least it's been very good. Yeah, a lot of pitching choices tonight. So let's go to it. Nelson or Martinez, who do you prefer if you had to choose? Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, Nelson at home has been pretty darn good this year. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah I mean, Milwaukee offers the strikeout upside. St. Louis, not so much, I guess. I mean, heads up. I mean, heads up. I like Mar- I like Nelson, but I don't know if I want him in DFS. That's the thing, because again, the strikeouts. I guess. Um, I mean, that that really is a a, a close one. I eh, if I'm gonna go DFS, I gotta go Martinez just because of the strikeouts. No, that's funny. I actually go the other route because Nelson's been like so Nelson. good at home. I like Nelson in this yeah. setup, but for DFS purposes, <clears> I probably have to go Martinez. All right, Patrick Corbin at 78. Now I want to touch on him real fast because this is a guy that's been quietly producing. Of late, now I understand the matchup against the Cubs is not ideal. I understand he's going against Lester. I, I get that, but uh, you know, outside of that last start against Atlanta, the walks have been down, uh, the strikeouts have been up, and that's a good thing. Uh, we like those two trends. But Patrick Corbin, seventy-eight, I think that might be uh, a guy from doing multiple lineups where I want to spend up on offense that I might be able to get by with him at seventy-eight hundred. Yeah, with all those good pitching, you, you, every, you know, the question, you know, so who do I take a chance on? I don't like them. I don't, I know, but I guess I'm coming around to him a bit. I guess he, but he'd be one of them. You know, the, the Cubs are okay. They're at, well, they've been more than okay since the all-star break. But, um, and I don't even think you can worry about lefty righty versus them because, all right, so he neutralizes Rizzo, but now you get Bryant to worry about and, and, and the rest as it were. So, um, I don't, you know, some teams you, you know, less worried or more worried depending upon which way you're looking at it on the handedness of the pitcher, the Cubs, it sort of doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's in Chicago. Um, the time, this time of year, Wrigley's supposed to play a little bigger, but you never know. So I guess if I need to find someone at the lower end, I don't see, I mean, I, geez, well, I mean, know. your boyfriend, Mike Pelfrey's out there on the lower end of three K just $3,000. Yeah. $3, Mike Pelfrey can be yours. Todd. Watch Zola. what you say about Bay, huh? Um, <laughs> Yeah, Can I, wait, three thousand. That's actually the price. That's actually the price. I'm not making this up. It's three thousand. Yeah, that's. I had I noticed that, I would have had to check my V lookups to make sure I wasn't. I, I for a second. I mean, I saw Homer Bailey at four, and then I scrolled down a little bit more, and I said, "Wow, Mike Pelfrey's at three K." I don't. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a pitcher there. I don't think I ever have. That's why I would have thought it was a mistake. It, yeah. it might be a mistake. Do you think it's a mistake? People are going to go. All right. Well, let me just load up. Whatever. I mean, I still no, think it's a yeah. bad play. But, of course know, it is. Of course it is. There's going to be that one Mike Pelfrey lineup that wins. <laughs> Yeah, what's well, gonna be the default lineup that you forgot to make your move? And, uh, oh God! And speaking of guys to uh, troll tonight, we got Stephen Matz in Colorado. We got Homer Bailey at Pittsburgh. The way Bailey's pitched, I should you certainly put uh, him into that pile for oh, sure. That makes me sad too because I liked him as a pitcher. Who? I st- by Who? Bailey. I guess I'm still you know going to give him a mulligan this year, but. Darn, he's been terrible. Uh, I think it might give his career a mulligan at this point here. Well, I we'll mean, see about that, but I mean, we'll see. It's been a long time. He's not 25 anymore, you know what I mean? And neither are we. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the catchers. Gary Sanchez is at the top of the board at 36, but the guy I want to highlight as long as he is catching tonight uh, with John Lester is uh, Wellington Castillo. I mean, uh, Wilson Contreras, pardon me, not Wellington Castillo. Wilson Contreras, who uh, right now has had a very good post-break uh, hitting the ball much better, a couple hundred dollars cheaper uh, in terms of lefty-righty matchup against Corbin. That is a decent one for him. If you continue to go down the board at catcher when we look for value, let's talk about the newly acquired Jonathan Lucroy at 32 uh, playing for the Rockies. Now, you made a comment 
that the uh, Colorado is not the panacea, I believe, if I'm getting you correctly, for his woes, that you know, Jonathan Lucroy has some other issues going on here. And just because he's in Colorado doesn't all of a sudden now change our opinion. Do you want to reiterate that tonight in the daily fantasy world? No. Okay. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, here's no, they, um, basically his problem is he's not, he's, he's, everybody's looking at the contact, but it's, it's, it's punch and Judy contact. He's not hitting the ball hard. He's got a 22% hard contact rate, depending on what, what site and how you measure it. I don't think it matters. He's not hitting the ball hard. I don't know why, but he's not hitting the ball hard. And it doesn't matter if you don't hit the ball hard in Colorado. It's not going to, you know, that's not, that's not the fix. He's, he's got to figure out why, why he's not hitting the ball hard. And hit the ball hard again. I don't care what park he's in. So that's, that's my only point there. Whether it's a confidence thing and, and now, you know, whether he's been, I don't, I don't want to say holding, excuse me, holding back because, I mean, Texas is a pretty good park to hit in too. So don't know what, the, uh, what ails him. Well, Colorado's pretty good too. Last time, well, so. yeah, that, that's my point though. In, in Milwaukee, before that, so he's been in three of the best hitting parks in the in the game. So unless he starts hitting the ball harder, it's not going to matter where you know where, where he's playing. So that's what that's what they need to see. I mean, there's other if there were some you know some other ailments or other reasons why the the guy's not producing. You know what? If if the reason was he was striking out a ton, I'd feel better about moving to Colorado. Because if you, just the ball moves less, hitters strike out fewer times in in in, in Coors Field. But that's not the case. It's, it's sort of the opposite. He's making ridiculous contact. It's just not going anywhere. All right, Cameron Rupp at twenty seven hundreds on a hot streak. Cervelli at twenty six against Homer Bailey on a cold streak. Uh, both of them offer value a catcher. You like the hot Rupp? You like a hot Rupp? That sounds like some sort of weird, bizarre sex act. The hot Rupp, uh, or or the ice cold Cervelli right now. Uh, both of them are savings. Is there one that you prefer? It's weird. Hot rub is my safe word. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, don't get to use it much. Don't get to use it much. But that's neither here nor there. Let's see. You know what? Um, I like. I don't know if I can continue with this show anymore. This is know? amazing. I, I I might be out. You might have gotten me. I I might not be able to continue. That's how funny that was. <laughs> Sorry. Um, don't apologize. That was brilliant. All right. So, uh, all right, the hot rub or the cold cervelli, which one do you prefer? I, you know, <laughs> and keep I, in I, mind, we're not in Las Vegas right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I, I, a little higher in the order of going against Bailey. I guess cash game cervelli, uh, DF, uh, DFS, GPP rub. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's go over to first. Real base quick here. though. You mentioned LaCroix. You got to go on the other end. Uh, if Charanos is in there, 2200 against Erasmo Ramirez. Oh, he's sure. The, he's the punt play. Yeah, that is that is that is actually a good punt play. Good mention there. All right, let's go to first base. Goldschmidt forty three, Rizzo forty four. Deal with that back though. Joey Votto at forty one. Uh, Justin Smoke at four K against Mike Pelfrey. Now with the way Smoke has played, I gotta say, out of these big four up top here, I feel best about Smoke right now in that matchup against Pelfrey. Oh, I'm not using anybody against Pelfrey. That that's that's, a, that's oh no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. And as long as you don't, we can. See, that's the thing is, if you do, then we all have to go off. It's like that guy in Bronx Tale that, you know, yeah. when you touch him, you, he comes down, he's like ripping the tickets because he knew the guy bet on the horse. That's, that's you and Mike Pelfrey. So I just want to put that and make that clear. Uh, I want to talk about uh, one guy, too, as we continue to scroll down here on the first baseboard and the available pitchers. Mike Fires, who has been good lately, but Lucas Duda has kind of announced his presence with authority, if mm -hmm. you will, with Tampa. 
Uh, do you think this is, I mean, I know him over last night too, but do you think it was just a little carryover from the Yankee Stadium, good feeling vibes? I mean, he's a perfect fit for Yankee Stadium. But do you, are you buying this little Lucas Duda run here against Fires at 37? Oh, been, I mean, he's been quietly a really, really good hitter. And then, you know, I know our, our colleague Derek Hardy has been uh, pointing this out on Twitter about his, 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 all, the, all the underlying metrics, mostly rate metrics, just because, you know, the, he's only a platoon player. But absolutely. Now, you know, we'll be talking, you know, do you use him or Logan Morrison? We'll be talking about that for the rest of the year just because they're both lefties and they're both going to be only qualified at first base because one will be DHing. So it'll be, a, you know, right now, dude is 500 more than Morrison. So, you know, you have to decide. Fears have been really good, but I, I, you see, I, unless or, or whatever, that, I mean, except for, well, we'll see. He may, he may have been, his streak may be over. Uh, we, we, we'll see. But dude is definitely in play. Tommy Joseph at 3,300, another Philly potentially in play, another guy who's on a pretty good streak right about now. A lot Nailed of people, one last night. Yeah, Nailed. a lot of people waiting for Tommy Joseph to, to start hitting a lot of Reese Hoskins whispers, but I think Joseph's kind of put that to bed for now at least. So that's another guy you look at the price. Yeah, There's the a savings thing about there. that is uh, Nolasco doesn't give up homers. For, I mean, he does, but he's not the gas can that people think he is. I don't know. He's got a five ERA, Zola. I mean, right, but I'm looking. I'm for Joseph. I'm looking at homers uh, and, and for first base, and it's in Angel. It, it's a big park downgrade, so I don't. I don't think that would be the place to go for uh, you know for the for the home run of the two home run game. There's some suppression tonight on your Indians too because of the Chris Sale matchup. So guys like Santana and Carnacion are very low price, but basically you pretty much got to be out on them. Uh, I want to talk about one more guy too. Kenta Maeda is facing Matt Adams. Adams 2800, still very cheap now. I know he's been a little, you know, over the last week, you know, only been like a two times value kind of guy even at this price. But the potential's there in GPP. I understand ballpark factor too. I don't know how excited you are about this one. Uh, actually, no, he's at home tonight, correct? They are at home. Yeah. Yes, never mind. So you, the ballpark fact actually positive for Matt Adams here. So is Adams another responsible punt, as we like to call? Yeah, yeah, but I, I yes. Well, yes. No, just say yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, no, yes Joe. You're, yes, of course, Joe. Yes, but the, the guy, I mean, it's a little, he's priced up a little bit. But if you're, you know, where I mentioned, you mentioned uh, Tommy Joseph, a couple hundred more, 300 more dollars, I believe, if, I, if my uh, mm-hmm. early morning math is correct. Chris Davis going against Ian Kennedy. Uh, in Baltimore is, I think, the place to go if you're looking for the home run pop. Uh, Kennedy, as opposed to Lasco, is oh, very, absolutely. Uh, Kennedy's a fly ball pitcher of epic proportions. Very, uh, that. very generous, philanthropic with the homers. Is philanthropic, if you were. All right, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about the philanthropic uh, version there, and let's go over to third base and let's talk about Manny Machado at 36. Now, I'd rather spend. You know, if I'm going to start finding Orioles, I think I want to start with Machado at 36 at third base, especially. Uh, a spot where you get Lamb against the lefty, and you know some other matchups that aren't necessarily great. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Um, I mean, you know, you can, you know, Donaldson's starting to get it going. He, he, he is there against Belfry, but Machado, you know, the, it's the right on right. But with Kennedy, it doesn't matter. He's a, uh, you know, he's equally equally generous to both sides of the plate. So you can also go down to Mustakas against Dylan Bundy, who. Man, he has been serious. He's, he's sort of the opposite of every other pitcher. He started out on fire and is now terrible, whereas most pitchers started out terrible and now figuring it out. Bundy. Well, man. but we knew that was coming with Bundy. We knew uh, once we he crossed know. 100 innings that it was going to fall apart for well, him. Well, we didn't know. We, we, that was the uh, well, that I knew. Was party line. 
and, and everybody looks like a genius because it happened. Except well, they look but, like a genius because it's something that you can, if you historically well, track most of these guys, most guys don't hit that Aaron Sanchez thing where they hit the limit and all of a sudden they're, they're fine and you can manage them through and get a productive season. That just doesn't happen very often. That's the anomaly compared to the guys where they hit the innings wall and they get tired. Sometimes people get over it. Sometimes they don't. But Bundy with the surgeries and the issues and the setback, I mean, I, this is, I don't think it's a party line so much as just duh. Well, I think that you have to look at the does and try to figure out which ones are going to go against it. And I don't know, maybe maybe you're right. I was wrong in thinking he would, but I thought anyway. The 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 point being, he's not very good right now, and uh, <laughs> he's is, uh, he's in play for Mike Mustakis. I agree with you. I've been I've been rolling with the Royals now for a while. Uh, sure. just, you know they've the they've just been the Royals have been rolling for a while. They have, and and so have I. And I just think that I just you know I, I was putting it out there a couple of weeks ago on one where I said, look, you know it's going to sound crazy, but going all in on Royals, and that was the night where they was a twelve runs they scored that night or sixteen. Yeah. I forget what it was. Uh, Freddie Freeman, 37. One more guy I want to talk about, talking about Adams and talking about Freeman maybe together at 37 against Maeda. I know Maeda has been better than he was. It was hard to be worse than he was at the beginning of the year. But still, I think that he's in play tonight. Uh, what about well, Rendon? You know what? I have, I have a, in general, and I think it's more important now after the trade deadline, my problem with going with either of those guys is L.A. is really short up their bullpen. They have. And they absolutely they, have. They, I mean, you're, I know you're looking for them to – to, to basically crush Maeda and therefore get the soft underbelly of the bullpen. But if it's one of those, you know, three to three, four to three games that, you know, that, so that's sort of, it's, it, to me, it's, it's more of a contrarian stack. You really need to look at bullpens. Now, you know, you go against the Yankees, you go against any of these teams that have fortified their pen. And it's, it's really, really important. Now, I mean, Maeda, he can give it up early in the, early in the year, he did give it up, but that's just, it's just another concern or a, more of a concern now after the trade dead. And now, assuming all these guys make it to their new team, I think at this point they should have, because I do believe there's airplanes available. But um, I think we should, you know, Reed should be in Boston, yada, yada, yada. All right, Scope and Whit Merrifield, second base. We're talking back in that Kansas City-Baltimore game. Yeah. 4K for Scope, 37 for Merrifield. Break them down for me. Is there one better for GPP? Is there one better for cash? Is there one better period based on the $300 difference? I don't know if three. I don't know if three hundred is enough. Yeah, I mean scope. I mean, you go in for scope against uh, Kennedy. I get. I mean, four K. They're fine. You know, I'm. You know, part of me is glad to see that the uh, pricing's finally catching up to to scope. The other, you know, the part that plays him isn't because I used to love be playing a. Uh, you know, give me all sorts of a a thirty three hundred Jonathan scope in this uh, in this setup. But yeah, I think that the. Uh, Oh, that's a tough one. I think I, I think I do like Merrifield just a little bit better against Bundy. I don't think you steal a ton against Baltimore, but the pitching's fairly comparable, and I like Scope's power more. But what Merrifield? I think Merrifield's a better cash play. If I can go that route again, Merrifield better cash, Scope better GPP. Thirty-one hundred dollar Robinson Cano at yeah. Texas, good ballpark. Nick Martinez, yeah, uh, sign me up. That one looks pretty good. How about you? In a, in a weak bullpen. Yeah, and coming off two better games, too, which I think is something that we want to figure out as well. Yeah. All right, let's uh, continue on here on second base. Anybody else uh, pop out to you in terms Eh. of value in return? Kinsler against CeCe. CeCe's still still having trouble with right-handers. Not as much trouble, but he's still 
He's just str- still struggling enough against right-handers. And at home, too. Let's point that out. Yep. His ERA at home has been dreadful. Does that yep. put Cabrera, who's been incredibly quiet, especially from an ownership percentage right now, in play for you, too, when you talk about the righty struggles and the home struggles with Sabathia? Uh, I know it's kind of going backwards to first base, but you know I had well, seen was, it and I kind of went past it and I said, well, he's been so bad this year. I did have him highlighted. Yeah, no, I mean, actually, I actually think that might be more of a cash game play. Hmm. You know he's going to, I mean, he may not have the double home run potential, but I think it's a solid cash game play. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's hit the short stops. Uh, let's try to find a healthy one. Uh, Didi Gregorius, yeah. we always come to him at 36. Corey Seager, 37. Trevor Story against the lefty Mats at 39. Now, I, I'm not usually a Story guy, mm-hmm. but 39 is not breaking the, the bank for me for right. Colorado against Mats, and especially considering the amount of injuries that we're dealing with here. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Trevor Story? That's a fine GPP. I mean, he's hitting that low in the order, so he, it's more of a GPP play, but sure. Now, Rosario is not on this board either, who's supposed to be starting tonight for the Mets, if correct me or wrong. I know he's joining the team. I'm not sure if he's supposed to be in the lineup or not, but as of right now, he is not available here on FanDuel. We talked about uh, the fact that before they started today that Sims wasn't available either. He's starting for Atlanta. Um, so is that odd? Like, why wouldn't Rosario be listed by now? I mean, that was pretty much common knowledge. Oh, uh, you're asking the wrong person. I had well, projected. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Elvis <laughs> Andrews at 34. Uh, if you want to maybe, you know, we always say that, you know, for some reason FanDuel hates Elvis Andrews and they continue to hate him. And look, you know, he, he's just a solid player. He's going to put up points every night and the upside's there for more. He's cooled off a little bit of late, but still I think a very good play, especially when you look at a shortstop board that is pretty underwhelming for the most part. Yeah. You know, how about you? Is there anybody else that I'm missing here on this group? I mean, you can go on the other side of that same game. You can go Gene Segura against uh, yes. Nick Martinez. Short of that, I mean, if you want to, you know, Russell against Corbin is another righty matchup, and there's another, you know, cheap cheap punt for GPP. But man, it is a uh, it is a tough position for a while this year. You know, you could throw a dart and land in a good shortstop. You could well, a little bit tougher. Yeah, and then the Cozart injury uh, creeping out again too. That's another one you could put out there. You got Lindor against Sale. I mean, it is it is rough. I like the Segura play there too. I think Segura, Cano, those are some spots there. You know, Bogarts has dropped all the way to three K, but I don't feel good about that one. That He's dropped all the way to seventh in the order too. Yeah, that's a doubly bad. That's a double problem right there. All right, baseball is here, so don't get stranded out on first base without a RotoWire subscription, and don't make. Uh, actually, may, excuse me, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com/rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com/rotowire. On to the outfield, Todd Zola. On a night where you know normally we're it's very easy, some of these bigger guys have some wacky matchups. But let's start with Charlie Blackman, lefty on lefty crime against uh, Steven Matz, 4900 Does that price him out for you? Yeah, and, and, you know, unless I'm doing multiples and just want to be silly, sure, it does. yeah, it does. I like to be silly sometimes. Sometimes I just want to be silly. Uh, Conforto and Cespedes in Colorado, 43 and 47, was sticking this game. Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling necessarily either of them, too. I know it's Colorado, but I feel like the way the Mets' offense has been so meh of late, I just can't really get behind them especially when I'm looking at Bryce Harper at 48 and some other guys out there that just seem to have a better floor. I like, I like Cespedes a little bit more than Conforto just because, I mean, I still see Conforto as the, you know, a very, very good line drive gap hitter, which works 
in cores uh, works very well because there's a lot of a lot of gaps, but not so much for homers. Cespedes has a little bit of, of reverse splits in him. Think he can put the ball in the air. So I do. If I if I am looking for a, some exposure, it's probably Cespedes just because people may avoid the righty. Not so much avoid, but the righty righty doesn't catch their attention. So I of the two, I like Cespedes a little more. At and least Trout I, has I, the I, tough matchup too against matchup. I like Conforto more as a hitter. And I know it's lefty righty, but you know the way Nola's been pitching, I don't feel great about Trout. No, so this no, seems no. you know I'll, I'll tell you what though, Andrew McCutcheon at forty three. We talk about Homer Bailey. Yep. Of all the guys at the top in the 4K range, to me, he makes the most sense. I feel best about him. Well, yes, I don't mind. I don't actually. I don't even mind JD Martinez against Lester. To tell you the truth, Lester hasn't been. Well, he's been a little bit better since the break. But you know, I went back and forth on that one, and and I know it's Wrigley, but if this were in Arizona, I feel a little bit better about. Oh it. yeah, okay, I can. Yeah, I, can yeah. I think that's that's where I that's how I ended up with McCutcheon, and I can't believe I'm sitting here August first and saying of all these guys at the top of the board, I feel best about McCutcheon. I can't believe I'm saying that right well, now. As, you know, maybe I was wrong about whatever. See, I've already forgotten whatever Bundy, but I was kind of right about McCutcheon this year. So uh, I, I'm I'm not so surprised. No, hey, I'm I'm glad. I just wish you would just do it sooner. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just you know he's like digging well, out of a hole with that guy. But basically, he's becoming a guy that you don't draft, it's a guy that you trade for. I mean, that's well, if that's going to be his mo now going forward every year. I'm, then, not, I'm not into the well, and those yeah every every other year guy those things don't really make sense to me. But but um any the point being uh, he's he's back to where he was slash line without the steals, which is fine. All right, let's talk about Adam Jones here, thirty five hundred, uh, going against uh, Ian Kennedy here. Your thoughts on Adam Jones at this top of the order? Sure. Uh, it, uh, again, Kennedy doesn't care. You know. He doesn't care what side of the of the box you're in. He'll he'll allow you to hit a homer. That's what's good about him. At 3K, <laughs> Trey Mancini is another one too. If you really got to find some savings, uh, I would certainly put him in that mix as well. As long as he's in the lineup, he's had a couple of good games of late as well. Uh, and the power's there with Mancini too. I mean, especially yep. at home. Uh, let's continue to go on for these uh, leftover guys here. We'll talk about uh, Justin Upton as well. Let's talk about him. Another guy, right-handed power against CC. Is that yeah, a guy you look at as a return? Is, I'm not, even though they're righties, I'm not comfortable stacking against CC because he's, you know, he's, I don't say rises the occasion, but he's still capable of very good game. So I don't, I, I, you know, it's almost like pick out, pick out one of Kinsler Cabrera and, uh, you know, Mark, uh, not Martinez uh, and, um, Upton and hope you, hope you're right. <laughs> hope you, hope you get, <laughs> one get, you know, that gets, he gets, you know, a homer and a double and CC controls the other guys or you could, you know, or you could just stack against him. But no, sure. I like uh, I like in a vacuum. I like them all against CC. But darn, he uh, he still goes out there once in a while and just foils you. And I'm a, as a one lineup guy, I you know I can see using it in multiple lineups. But as a one lineup guy, I look for a different stack. All right, let's talk about two guys that are at the same price. Thirty three hundred dollar Marte against Homer Bailey. Odubel Herrera thirty three hundred against Nolasco. Herrera's had a very good month. I know he had a little issue there with the manager, but Herrera's really been a steady producer uh, even since before the break. Where do you go here tonight? You go with the quick fix matchup against Bailey, or you go with the consistency that Herrera's given you for the same price? I like Herrera. Um, I, I, haven't, I think he's been slowly moving himself back up in the order, which is a good thing. So I think he's back. You know, you don't love the park, but he's in play for cash games for sure. All right. One more yeah. guy, because I've been watching him lately, and he's hitting the ball harder. There, he's making out still when he's hitting the ball harder. Uh, it's it's lefty lefty. It's I don't know if, if he's even going to be in the lineup. But if Kyle Schwarber is in the lineup at three K and a GPP, you throw him in there. He has been hitting the ball hard lately. 
Uh, some guys, I don't worry about. You know the the lefty lefty splits. He has not proved to me yet that I can uh, that I can go on that route. It's such a, it's such an awful awful matchup play. Like because you know yeah. no one's gonna like the percentage would be zero. <laughs> I think if he was perhaps, in it, perhaps, and I wonder if that becomes either, an issue. You know, and all you need to do is hit a home run in the seventh inning against a weaker against a weaker reliever, and you've got your money. And that's kind of what I'm. That's kind of the, what I was getting yeah. at there. Like the opportunity is like not every you know you know not every at bat in this game is going to come against Patrick Corbin. He's a six inning pitcher, so maybe two. Who knows? But I just kind of you know. If he's even, I would be surprised if he's playing. But we. Oh, I would be shocked if he was playing. But if yeah. he is, just throwing that yeah. out there. All right, anybody else in the uh, outfield before we uh, close yeah, up shop real here? Quick, um, just because, I mean, just because it's Lester and the Steels, AJ Pollock at 36 isn't the worst play in the world. No, I, I, I agree. Pollock's silly enough to be one of those guys that dances forever to try to get his attention. I think he'll be smart. He'll get a good lead and they'll just steal. You know, some of these guys that are out there to try to, you know, get on SportsCenter. And, and Does that put Goldschmidt in play for you tonight, too, at 43? Oh, Goldschmidt. Yeah, yeah, yes, he's always in play. But yeah, that's another. Uh, it adds. It makes him it makes him that much nicer of a cash play because it adds a little bit to the floor. All right, you can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola, and his safety word is hot rup. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS17. For everybody here at RotoWire, have a great night of daily fantasy.